Hey, Aaron. Hey, Ryan. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> All right. You ready to get this started? I think, I think I'm ready to get the ball rolling. Great, great idea. Yeah. You start. So my name is Aaron Holbert, and I am a photographer based out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Hi, Aaron. I'm Ryan Falkenberg, a comic artist and freelance illustrator from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And this is the creative state of mind. Welcome. Yeah, so I guess to get the ball a-rolling this week, uh, Ryan Falkenberg... What have you done creatively, Evely? I say let's gonna let's pause the wins and losses because the world is in a shitty place right now, and let's just talk about creativity in general. What have you done that is creative over the past week? Well, I um, I have uh, well, this is weird because like it's it's neat that we're doing it different. I like that. I follow that idea. I, I I'm sold by that religion. But I did like write down a, two creative wins and a creative loss. Um. The first win, my win isn't so much a creative one. I finished Wise Man's Fear. So I'm up to date on the Rothfuss. And I immediately started reading um, Name of the Wind again. And uh, Isn't it beautiful the second time around? Totally tangenting. It is. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, uh, I The first week, I didn't do a whole lot of art. Um, but this week I've had kind of, uh, a, a, kind of a little bit of an explosion of, uh, of pouring more drawing and lore into Professor Fulton, Ooh, which yay. is a comic I'm writing. Yeah. Um, I was kind of on the fence about whether I would mention the comic, but I kind of want to, I kind of want to create like this space where like you and I can be vulnerable about our creativity and people listening can feel, you know, like it's a safe thing to listen to, or maybe even interact with at some point, um, you know, started putting a lot of work into that and I'm really proud of it and I'm really excited about it. I was like, I've seen some of the sketches myself and I really freaking love them. So like, I am very excited to see where you end up going with that. Yep. I, uh, with Sam's help, I discovered, um, uh, putting typing text into procreate so my bubbles look good Woo! <laughs> no, yeah. no more no more shitty hand-drawn bubbles <laughs> no more shitty hand-drawn bubbles yeah so uh so for me it's been a little weird um obviously the state of the world has affected a lot of how we as people interact interacting and i am a photographer and social distancing and photography don't tend to mix very well <laughs> It is not something that you can do if you're trying to photograph other people um, unless you're shooting them with a 500 millimeter lens and being a huge creep from a lot of feet away. And I don't plan on doing that anytime soon. So um, what I've actually been doing is brainstorming ways that I can still be creative with my photography in the house while we are social distancing. And uh, one of the ways that I'm thinking about doing is that I ordered some backdrop paper so I can do like a self-portrait series of some sort. Um, and I am going to be doing a lot more photography work for one of the companies I work for because we're going to need to be pushing online sales, obviously. And a lot of our product is going to just be here and I'm going to have to be shooting it like in creative ways that are definitely going to stretch me because all I have to work with is what I have in my house and a backdrop. So definitely going to have to stretch my mind a little bit and get that a rolling. Honestly, that kind of um, like 
is kind of a leap into the subject of isolation. Um, but first, I, I, Aaron, I have a new segment. Aaron, Aaron, I have a creative question for you. How, how this works, and I think this is fun because um, I think it's something that it, it'll be good for both of us. And it can be something that people can join in on at some point if they ever want to. Uh, basically, I, uh, as creatives, we get to points where we are making things or getting ready to make things or planning on making things. And we ask the question, is this anything? Is this thing? Is this a thing? Does this sound good? Does this make sense? And sometimes we just have to get out of our own head, leave our pride, and just ask other creatives what they think. And I, I've been doing that with you for years, and it's always been super helpful. And I'm again in such a such a privileged place because like Sam is doing that so much for me. And I guess um, my question is, um, I mentioned the comic Professor Fulton that I'm writing. And, um, as you know, it, it takes place in a fictional Lancaster. Um, and I had a, a working title for the first volume name or the first chapter. And I would like to run it by you. Okay. So wait, is this bit just you throwing things that you're working on at me and asking me to critique it in front of our entire audience? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's super vulnerable and I expect you to do it too. Okay. 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 Um, Okay. I I jive with this. Um, and I, I am not, I am not afraid to rip it to shreds. (laughs) I am not afraid to rip it into pieces. And, but uh, here's the rule. You can only do it if it's, if it's poopy and bad. I'm not just going to rip it into pieces if it's not, if it's good. (laughs) Like, that doesn't make any sense. Of course I'm going to praise it if it's good. I just want to let you know and let our audience know that I am okay with turning it into tiny little shreds of paper. Please turn it into tiny little shreds of paper if that's all it's worth. Let me run this by you. Okay. Shoot. Professor, Professor Fulton and the City of Bell Tolls. Okay, okay. So we're playing off of For Whom the Bell Tolls here, yes, obviously. Yes, and based on a city that is small enough and has enough churches to where bells tolling is... A daily thing. Know, a, staple, a staple of the aesthetic of the, of the city. Now, is it spelled B-E-L-L-T-O-L-L? Um, B-E-L-L-T-O-L-L-S, Bell Tolls. I think if you wanted to be creative about it and get a little French, yeah, get a little French with it, it should be B. Let's get a little French. E L L E S T O L L S. Um, not Belestolls uh, so, or Bell B Bell with an extra E is what I'm trying to say. There we go. Okay. Um, okay. To give it a little more of that like town feel, because I feel like there's not a lot of towns, or if there are, they're normally really fictional that are straight up just like word other word it's normally like for some reason back in the past our naming conventions especially in europe tend to throw random vowels in there to kind of give it more of a i don't know flow so i feel like that kind of adds more of the flow and gives it a little more realistic oomph to it now other than that the idea the idea itself i do love i do like the idea because i love playing off the idea of whom the bell tolls because i obviously know a little bit more about the comic than our audience does and i understand the theme of where it's coming at it's going to be sort of a monster of the week esque novel Crypt, sort a, of a comic about cryptids yeah, yeah. very buffy esque and i think that yes. that's like the perfect kind of perfect kind of uh, creative for it thank you for opening uh, the information about that i didn't give enough information um um 
So you want me to put an E on that bell, right? That is, that is I I don't know if that if it's this is good listening for our user base, but it is because it's setting up um, this next question. Am I making it a little town oh. full of little people <laughs> waking up to say, "Oh God, we're dead." <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah because they're, right, they're, so they're ghosts get it haha they, they are ghosts yeah i actually thought that was a corona joke <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Lord. why do you listen to us so let's move on that's that's the that's the new segment i have a creative question um thank you Boom. Okay. Now that we've That's covered that, that is yeah. great. Let's try to uh, let's let's segue what we just did into our actual topic, which we sort of touched on a little bit earlier. Was uh, it's going to be the idea of isolation, which obviously a lot of people are going to be dealing with right now. The state of the world is kind of forcing it on everyone. And I fa- no, go ahead. So, well, okay. So the when it comes to this social isolation and social distancing that's going on, you have two kinds of camps that are starting to form when it comes to creatives. And you have the camp that's like, this is the time to learn a new skill and be productive and finish that novel and write that book. But then I also kind of don't necessarily side with that because there's also people who are saying like, don't feel pressure. The world is cray cray right now. Just do whatever makes you happy and keeps you calm and sane. And I kind of jive a little with both. I think that there are ways to spin the creative hustle into what we're doing right now. But I also think that if it's stressing you out, don't do it because there's so much stress going on right now in the world and we do not need to add extra into anyone's lives. I think that if you're doing something and you're like, I feel pressured to do this because I'm stuck inside and I could be being productive, but instead I'm watching Netflix, watch Netflix. Your, your, your next painting is not going to, not going to not draw itself. It just means it's going to come a little later. Yeah, if you're stressed, just scroll through Netflix. It's okay. But and and this goes back to our the the concept of like arting responsibly, like not forcing yourself, not burning yourself out. Um, but I kind of I kind of land on the opposite side here a little bit. Um, just okay. Wait, wait. Like, which side of the fence is that? The side of the fence where like isolation for an artist can be a very good thing. But uh, but if if you if you have the desire to use that time set aside for that specific purpose, um, when you pitched the isolation idea, I, my mind immediately went to Mary Shelley, the author of the uh, modern Prometheus, otherwise known as Frankenstein. Um, she was, I think, like in a, like she was stuck in a snowstorm with I think maybe two friends in Geneva, I think, um, and she just. They had like a little contest who can write the crazier story or better story. And she just wrote Frankenstein and out of just pure isolation. And the idea of that has inspired so many other artists and even a, uh, a, like this thing called creatives for, or, uh, creative for creators or creators for creators. Um, this, like this thing that like you present your idea for your work and they fund you to do it. And basically the idea is to like, here's your, here's what you need to do it. Now go into isolation and, you know, write Frankenstein in a sense. And as someone who is like right now handling the first fruits of like writing a story, boy, I would love to go into like isolation and not have to do anything other than that. 
Yeah. And the, the irony is I'm in isolation and I'm not doing it as much as I could. I'm doing as much as I can. So I guess. isolation and the artist has, as you said, I think that that's something that's been throughout history because not necessarily, not necessarily the idea of artists isolating themselves, but isolation inspiring some form of creativity or revelation. Because I mean, you look back on monks and the idea that like these people literally cloisters themselves off from the world for ages just to get like divine revelation and i think that there's some kind of probably human instinct in us that when we're by ourselves we tend to be able to be more introspective um and not a lot of people are necessarily fully by themselves some people have roommates or they're with family or just like your situation and mine like we're with our partners and those scenarios tend to be a little they can make it a little more tricky dancing along the idea of isolating fully for creativity because obviously you're also balancing out and trying to glean what kind of social time you can have and i think the fun part about creativity is that it can open up pathways for um specifically people who are stuck together to deal with this because we're going to most likely be stuck with this for a little bit longer than we all want and it's probably going to drive a lot of people who are in close quarters with each other a little bonkers. And if you're just like, hey, let's just grab pencils and just sketch together. It can be a really calming therapeutic experience that really just kind of brings you both back down and grounds you both a little bit. Even if it's just something Aaron, that, that whole Aaron, 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 that whole sentence, it was like biting a Fuji apple. That was just that sounds so nice. See, and like. I think for me, I'm like, I'm happy that that you enjoyed that because I am partnered to someone who is not necessarily the most creative person in the world. They're much more, they work at like corporate offices. They're very analytically minded and there's nothing wrong with that. I actually really enjoy the idea of having someone that I can bounce less creative ideas off of, especially because as a creative, my mind can run at a thousand miles a minute in every direction. And sometimes it's a lot of help to have someone who can just be like, uh, hey, Let's just wheel it in. Let's 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 just bring it in and stop stop it from trying to go everywhere. Um, and I think that uh, being able to have that balance, of, like being able to experience that creativity through a fresh set of eyes, especially if you're with someone right now who is not necessarily the most creative, is really relaxing. Especially because a lot of people can also bounce back to their childhood. Most of us, when we were kids, did some kind of art. So there's some kind of nostalgia there that. And like some kind of value intrinsically that you, when you start to sketch, even if you're not making something of like, you're not making the next Mona Lisa, you're doing something that your brain is going, this is normal. This is calm. I feel good. It's why they have art therapy. You know, it's like why art therapy exists in the first place. You have this like middle ground of like, okay, this is stuff can actually cause you to relieve your anxiety. Like I saw there was this gif that was really popular on Tumblr back in the day of this guy who was just painting infinity symbols. And I don't know how true this is, but the caption below it was that it apparently simulated some kind of thing in your brain, just watching it of create of like creating like of like accomplishment or something along those lines. And the idea was that it was soothing because of the fact that you could watch it and your brain would be like, I feel like something is happening right now. I feel good. And even just the fact that there's like chemical responses to just small little things like that is just mind-blowing in and of itself but it just kind of is wheeling it back to isolation it's just a way to help handle this really tough scenario that we've all kind of just been placed in and i can't i mean i know i was not expecting to deal with this three weeks ago this is not where i thought the world was headed in the beginning of march 
I specifically asked for zombies, and uh, I I was unpleasantly surprised by the by what I got back. The the writers on of uh, the TV show called Earth decided to go in a different direction. Ryan, I'm sorry. Yeah, like really bad and terrible direction. Yeah, we should fire them and have a writers' strike and uh, start over. <laughs> they're I think they're just trying to recast all of us. They're terrible <laughs> as as younger British people. Oh Lord. Um, so I think that, uh, when it comes to social isolation, like what do you, what do you have on your docket? I know that you said that you really like the idea of people who like sequestering yourself off just to like get some sense of creativity. But I mean, how are you and Sam dealing with it right now? By the way, Sam is Ryan's partner. Partner Sam. Um, I actually want to take this minute because, um, I embarrassed to not know the she worked at a gallery here in uh, Lancaster before she um, spent time in, in uh, Europe <clears throat> in the UK um, and the reason I didn't remember it is because it's literally called Lancaster Galleries and just I never sounded like a name of that something, is the but- most generic name i've ever heard in my life that is like going to a city and being like you know what this city is called city and this is the street in the city called city street (laughs) oh this is delightful in any case i spent some time in this gallery right and uh there are uh there was one painter's work that really struck me and he used a lot of like just um like like really strong strokes of oil um, paints and just like really great, just bright contrasts of like a like a dark, uh, like blue landscape with like a really bright sunrise, just a blob of just that perfect orange. And um, his name is uh, John David Whistler. If you ever want to check him out, his work is absolutely beautiful, breathtaking. And he's a plein air painter. Um, he goes to a private island to do his work. And completely isolates himself. He's feeling pretty good if he's on that private island right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) We all we all could use a little private (laughs) private island action. Uh, But I mean, I get that. That I I understand that. Like, I I think that there's other people who have that sort of maybe not as drastic, but I think people probably do that in like their own spaces. Like, people probably sequester themselves off in their room when they're drawing, or like put themselves in a place where they feel comfortable being creative. And that doesn't necessarily have to be in a situation where you're fully isolated. Like we are kind of forced to being right now. Exactly. And, um, to answer your question, cause your question was how, how are we doing? Um, but we've just been like jumping from one thing to the other. And I've just been trying to land in the quiet times with, especially in the last four days, just either drawing or taking notes on stuff I want from this story and it's been tough to do that because like sometimes i just want to play stardew valley you know or watch netflix or you know just eat food you know just take a break but like honestly still like i still i again just need to check my privilege because i've been having a fantastic time um, it's challenging for sure, and it's it hurts my heart to you know hear from my friends who are really really struggling with this right now, and it's not an easy time. To be uh, uh, to be completely honest, like I struggle with anxiety pretty hardcore. Um, I've had it for most of my adult life, and this has definitely been a roller coaster. There are hours I, I wouldn't. Um, I used to say 
I would have good days and bad days, but in this light of this new world, it's almost been like I have good hours and bad hours where I'll have a couple of good hours and then I will do the dumb thing and I will let myself go into the hole of the news and I will just spiral and my breath will start racing and I'll start freaking out and it's just completely and utterly silly because I mean, I'm not even in a risk group that like as checking our privilege, I'm not even in a risk group that I should be freaking out about this. I should just be making sure I am the most well-informed I can be so that I can be making decisions to make sure I don't hurt or spread this to people that can be hurt by it. Yeah. And I, I, I'm super willing to like, well, not even, I'm like almost, I'm convinced that like most people, more people out there are having a similar experience that you, to you than they are to me. And I, um, I wish I had more comfort for those people. I, 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 you know what? Go, go listen to, we talked about Steven Universe before. Um, go to their soundtrack, their first soundtrack, and listen to the song, um, uh, Here Comes a Thought. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. It's so, so good. And it hits on so many levels. And I listen to it when I want to just meditate and just want to like, just, really center myself on what's important and um i know that i'm not having a similar i'm I'm even though i'm not like having the same kind of struggles i just want to tell you aaron i'm here i'm here thank you ryan i'm here and i would say as someone who struggles with anxiety and i've been to through therapy i've done all of the stuff i don't do like anxiety therapy anymore and i don't have to worry about learning those behavioral techniques i've had all of those taught to me Um, the biggest thing is focusing on the fact that you can't control how other people are reacting to this problem. You can't control how the world is reacting to this problem or what's happening to people around you. You can only control the way that you're viewing it and what you're doing in spite of it. So uh, I've been trying to, in the last couple of days, drill that into my brain of this like, okay, take this time, breathe, I can't control tomorrow. I can't control tomorrow even when there's not a global pandemic happening outside the world. So it's better to just let these moments that I have be the moments that I have. Um, I actually, to speak on that, I think that... uh, So one of my favorite artists in music is 21 Pilots. And I really love them because of the fact that Tyler uh, Joseph, the lead singer and songwriter for 21 Pilots... Um, tends to write about anxiety, depression, and that's why a lot of people tend to relate to them a lot. And in one of their songs, he talks uh, more off of their newest album, Trench. He talks about um, the idea of death and how you worry about like if it's going to happen, which is silly because it is, when it's going to happen, which is dumb because all you're doing is stealing happiness from today and you're, you're taking like your like, sadness from the future and putting it on yourself now. And... I think that is the idea that like, especially what anxiety kind of is, it's this idea that you are experiencing this fear and this worry, but all you're doing is sullying the current and the moment you're having with the possibility that something could go wrong, which is crazy because I mean, nine times out of 10, everything is going to be okay. And you can take a deep breath and know that tomorrow will be tomorrow and the sun will rise. And I think that that's like a beautiful thing to be able to just kind of breathe in. I, I will I will give you the modern a- amen, and that is word. <laughs> word. 
I think that, so I think like we've probably talked about social isolation and we tanned it a little bit, but I think it's honestly worth it because I really just wanted to talk about social isolation to talk about how we're both dealing with the world scenario at this moment. And it's so valuable right now to just be vocal about it and be sharing it. And guys, we live in a time where like everyone you know is a FaceTime away or a phone call away. You know, if if you don't want to be alone in that moment, you don't have to be. My friends out there, call me. Like, I'm here, guys. Yeah, and reach out to either of us. Uh, we are around. I mean, I'm always down to chat, even if I'm having a freak out. Like, I, it calms me down, man. I would rather be talking with someone. I like and learning about them and just having a shared experience together than just sitting in my own mind, wallowing in worry. Um. So yeah, I said, reach out. We're both available. Um, to move on to, I guess, lighter topics, uh, this week's art club is super freaking interesting. And I so it was suggested to us by someone on Reddit, which I think is super duper cool because we actually had someone on Reddit. I'm really excited about this one. Um, it is the idea of scientific illustration. So um, when you think scientific illustration, a lot of the things that comes to mind for most people, and it is accurate, is the idea of Darwin's illustrations when he was on those islands. And that is a big, obviously, point for scientific illustration. Um, but I will read the definition of scientific illustration just so that you as viewers I can... I was hoping you would. Scientific illustration is the use of technical illustration to visually communicate the structure and specific details of biological subjects of study. Um, so when you think about that, a lot of it is like anatomy Um but back in the day, it used to be just about recording these species that a lot of people couldn't see because, like, in Darwin's case, he was on an island that no one had ever visited before. And he was on these places that, like, discovering all these species that no one had seen. So it was more about bringing back to the scientific community visual aids to understand and prove that he had discovered these new species. Um now, there are subcategories of scientific illustration. There's medical illustration, which is the idea of, like, sketching out the human skull and the cavities within it, or, like, the chest bones and, like, the systems of ventricles that go through the entire body. Um, there's also botanical illustration, which is strictly, like, the same idea, but for plants. And, and there's zoological illustration, which is for animals. Um, I found a fun fact about this that I thought was super freaking cool. The first like prime example that a lot of uh, scientists will point back to as of being like, okay, this is, they were using this to study or to prove some kind of scientific point is a cave in France called Chavat de Arc cave circa 30,000 BC. Um, and it is a cave that has over 13 different drawings of different species. That's so cool. Yeah, there's just like these huge like drawings of like deer and tigers and bison. Like it's kind of crazy that like they had all this back in the day. Um and it's just at this in this cave in France that happens to be a kajillion years old. Now, there is a drawing of a of a minotaur in this cave further down, which I love to speculate that it's just some asshat who was like, "I'm a draw a minotaur." <laughs> But at the same time, uh, it's just very interesting. In the Alexandrian era is actually when a lot of people would say that scientific illustration actually took off. 
um, specifically by the Greek physician Heriophilius, who is known as the father of anatomy, because he performed dissections and he would record his findings in sketches. Um, and it was really grotesque. Heriophilius is, uh, he would dissect live prisoners so that he could get the best and most accurate view of the human body. The name Herophilius sounds like it was definitely a, this guy's name, but it was also later like the name of a phobia. <laughs> phobia of being dissected alive. <laughs> I'm, I, oh no, I can't look at that. I'm. What was his name? Fucking Hydrophilius. <laughs> so yeah, so the idea of uh, illustration, you've probably seen examples of this in your textbooks when you were in biology in high school. or I remember being in biology in high school, yeah. Ryan, when you got to dive into this, uh, what did you get to do? I um, I f- found this really exciting and fascinating, and even more so that you brought up that it was being done before uh, Darwin, and it was being it had, like people from like ages ages ago had their own definition of this form of art style. Um, because as a kid, I would do this. And I didn't know it was called scientific illustration. I just like, so I'm a, like, I, I'm going to be even more vulnerable than I was earlier. I love Pokemon and I love the oh, history so of vulnerable. Pokemon. Oh, so vulnerable. Oh, so vulnerable. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but um, I loved the history of it, like the history of the game where this, like, this dude, this, this kid would, like, go out and collect bugs and, like, draw them and, like, categorize them on his own, even if they had their own scientific names. And all his friends called him Dr. Bug, which sounds more like an insult. I don't think this kid was very popular. But he took that idea and going, like, adventuring into caves and finding animals that he's never seen before. And he made Pokemon. And I always loved that so much that I actually, I have it here, a old black moleskin that I did some. It's it's totally, like, scattered and crazy. But... A lot of it. It's so old that there's a bunch of, like, Bible verses and stuff in here. But um, I just kind of, like, over the years, like, use it as, like, a reason to draw anything. But its earliest stuff is kind of like, you know, scientific realism. And I I did this whole thing for my uncle when I was a teenager of where I did a project on uh, Slosh Reichenstein, which is a castle that my uncle was under the impression that our family owned at some point in Germany. Um, Through my research, I proved that we did not own it. But I also discovered that it was called Castle Falkenberg because of the falcons that nested and roosted in its uh, belfries and bell towers. So, yeah, so I drew a little bit of the falcons, and I drew, like, this big, like, iron stone thing that had, like, a falcon with two heads on it that my uncle wanted to be our family crest, but it's not, it's not. Um, But I was doing stuff that I would, I can look back on and say, I was just doing scientific realism and just drawing animals and, like categorizing them on my own in my own little kind of world and i just like i felt like so so special yet so a part of this vast human artistic culture 
that last that like starts in caves hundreds of years ago, uh, thousands of years ago, and continued by great minds like Darwin. And now I'm a chuckle fuck talking about how I did it as a seven year old, and I just think that's really cool. Of wild because you have um, a lot of people who will still do scientific illustration to this day, who will still do it with pen and paper. But obviously, we're in the digital age, so there's a lot of, um, I guess, backlash of like, okay, we've done it pen and paper forever, and I understand there's value, and we can definitely understand and learn from this, but why are we just not making 3D models? And uh, I guess it's a lot of digital art that's coming through now, and a lot of stuff that's being used with post-production through Blender or Photoshop or Illustrator, so that way they can grip, like have interactive versions of these like, models and stuff like that. And it's just very interesting to see how technology in the past 20 years is changing just this medium, like what we used to study literally science and how we use art to study science so drastically because we didn't have interactive models that you could zoom in on and like be like, oh, here's this part of the brain. I'm going to just scooch it over to the left a little bit. Like that's just not how it worked. You just had to draw it and you just had to hope that you drew it the most accurate you could and that those people that were looking at it would interpret it to be accurate and not say that you were crazy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just think it's fascinating how like as p as humans as a species we can blend the discovering of our world and our expression of it and how we can use that to teach and learn i just think that's fascinating i think it's really really fucking cool and i was i was tickled that you chose to talk about it yeah i mean hey i didn't choose to talk about it a redditor friend chose to talk about it and it is so freaking cool that we had some random like person just be like hey here's this art form i love to do can you talk about it and my friend i love you i wish i knew your name reddit friend yeah that's the downside of reddit anonymous <laughs> but at the same time i mean if you have any genre that you want us to cover we're willing to try anything and i mean anything we will do it doesn't have to be necessarily like a strict like okay it lives in like the drawing medium like scientific illustration and magical realism it can live in the medium of music in the medium of television like we did with steven universe it can live in the medium of i mean comics heck I, we're willing to cover anything as long as it has something to do with creativity because the point of this segment is to further enrich us and for us to learn new genres and methods and to give you guys a little peek into what else there is to offer in the world of art yeah i am really excited to get into things like photography and uh, you know cinematography anything that like i don't already have a toe in the water of i'm super excited about because like i want to like try things and learn things it's so exciting which excites me because i think that uh next week we're going to be covering street photography because i miss i miss it and i want to talk about it some hell yeah uh so uh, thanks for listening guys it's as i said it's a rough time in the world and I'm hoping that all of you are just doing your best to just breathe, to take deep breaths, relax. We'll get through this. And just remember to social distance. It is super important. Stay six feet away from everyone that you are not interacting with on a daily basis. And if you are one of those people who is forced to still go into work or you work in a hospital, actually Ryan works in a hospital. Um, it is, it is so the work that you're doing right now is so valuable and it is so like, I, I would not be able to handle it. And if you are handling it, I am so immensely proud of you. Guys, it, it might get worse before it gets better. 
and but it will get better. It does not end like this. Guys, we love you. Aaron, I love you. Aw. I love you too, Ryan. And you can find all of our podcasts now everywhere. We are now also on Apple Podcasts. We are on Overcast if you use that. We are on Google Podcast. We are literally wherever podcasts are listened to, wherever your heart desires, you can find our podcast. Um, we are also on Instagram and Twitter under Creative SOM Cast. Um, and if you want to request an art club, you can email us at creativesomcast at gmail.com. So, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Excellent. Thank you for uh, meeting with me and hanging with me for this evening. Um, everybody, we love you. Be fearless. Be great. Be great.